They can be to be continued conversations. Hello. What just happened? <laughs> I feel like there's some lady in here throwing off the system. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, as you're taking your seats, I just want to say that this is really fun for me. This is a woman that doesn't need any introduction, but her name's Sarah. And don't tell anyone, but I've secretly had a crush on her for about 13 years. You can, yeah. you can tweet, <laughs> you can tell everybody on social media that the pastor had someone teach that he has a secret crush on him. And don't say anything else. Scandalous. Now, I'm really excited to let you have a chance to hear what Sarah has on her heart. And I have a feeling she's going to work me out of a job. So I'll just leave it at that. Will you pray with me? God, thanks. Thanks for a lovely time of worship. Thanks for chocolates and donuts and coffee, for friendly faces, and for moms, for women, for life. Speak to us this morning of your faithfulness. Through Sarah's story, help us to find ourselves and you. And thank you that we'll come away encouraged by what you have to say. Thanks that you're meeting with us. Take us deeper into you this morning. It's for your kingdom's sake we pray. Amen. Amen. I feel like I keep looking around in worship even. I was like, do I hear Nathan? Do I hear? Like, I don't even know what to do with myself because I don't have my child with me. But it's actually such a nice Mother's Day gift. Can I say that, moms? You can say that, right? Like, <laughs> it's a Mother's Day gift that I don't have my children up here. Um, so good morning. I'm really happy to share with you guys, and I'm excited just for all that God's doing, even just sitting in worship, just being reminded of God's faithfulness and this amazing community that he's brought together. I'm just like, wow, like, I just don't ever sometimes imagine how God is weaving all these different pieces together. And then you get to be a part of it, and you get to look back, and you're like, oh, wow, like, that totally made sense. But at the time, it was like, what? Like, you know, all kinds of craziness happening. So I want to start by sharing Mother's Day for me three years ago. So three years ago on Mother's Day, I was packing up my entire life into 10 suitcases. I was wondering if I had emotionally, I was emotionally damaging my children. <laughs> my heart was a mess because I was leaving a team that I had done life with for over 10 years. I was a mess because I was leaving a country that I had come to call home, even though it wasn't my home, it had become home. And I was heading to a city that I knew absolutely no one, with a husband at that time who was really sick, and we just really didn't understand what was going on with him, how we were going to get him healthy, and so it was just quite a trying time. It was pretty, just this like up and down emotional roller coaster. And in that moment, I never would have guessed the next three Mother's Days would have been some of the most impactful moments of my life. So we settled in Morro Bay, right here, not knowing anyone, kind of trying to deal with the transition and the change of just changing our whole entire life. And it was so interesting, because so many times, you know, you look at the rock, or you look at the ocean, and I'm like, I, feel, I should feel so grateful. Like, I should be just so ecstatic. Like, you're on the beach, and yet I just wanted to be like, so sad, like life just sucks, like this is just not, you know what I mean, I just felt so kind of empty and alone, because I think as many of us know, the reality is you can live in the most beautiful place, but without community, 
you don't really have that much to fall back on. And so that was a time of us just kind of, you know, feeling things out and learning. And I often remember um, I would talk to my dad, and he'd be like, so have you, like, gone to a church yet? And I'd be like, no. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to. <laughs> I just was, um, yeah, he'd always bring it up, and i just politely say that. And I think it was just because I didn't really know or believe that there was a place that I could feel like I could just bring all of me and just be so real. And so that's kind of what I was looking for, but I just didn't know that I would find it, and I didn't really expect that I would find it. And so in that first year, I remember there was a couple times we went and we saw the, you know, the Coastland sign out here, like right in front of the highway. And so it was Mother's Day two years ago, that the night before, I was like, all right, husband, I was like, let's go to that church that we saw the sign for on Mother's Day. And I think he probably wanted to pass out. He was like, do you want to go to church on Mother's Day of all days? Like, it just didn't really add up for where I was at in that season of my life. And I was like, yeah, let's just go try it. Let's just go see. We can, you know, pop in and out. And so we came, and I would say that within, like, five minutes, I just felt these walls just kind of, like, falling down and met Mike Fry, who just kind of, like, won me over. And I was like, will you just be my grandpa? Like, I just was like, oh. Like, it just, you know, he reminded me of, you know, a, a man in our church growing up, you know, just this one man that was always out welcoming everyone, knew everyone's name in the entire church. And just, I just felt, like, engulfed in that, just that warmth and that love. And so that began the walls, you know, kind of coming down and my heart beginning to open up. And then I want to tell you a funny story that was um, probably maybe three or four weeks after we had been coming. I was like, I'm going to check out the women's Bible study. And I was like, husband. So he's like walking. I always call him husband. It's not disrespectful. We just kind of do that for each other. Some people are like, do you really call him husband? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, it was when the Bible study was right over here. And so I had him like walk me there. And I was like, will you text me in like 45 minutes? Because that way, like, if I need a way out, like, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I got to go. Like, I'm just, I'm just sharing with you my realness, right? I'm just some of these, like, because I was like, I don't know how these people, like, I don't know. I just didn't know what you're getting yourself into. When there's a new church, you don't know. Like, what are the secret rules? What are the outspoken rules? What, like, how does this whole thing work? And so um, he called me, and I didn't answer. And I ended up staying for two and a half hours. And I was, I just began falling in love. Betty was leading the Bible study, and, you know, Chrissy was there, and Lola, and different people that aren't here right now, but it was just, um, I was like, oh my word, and I remember going home, and I was like, I can't believe, like, in a town of, like, 10,000 people, there's actually people that my heart would connect with so well, because I think sometimes when you, I mean, I know many of us have had a transition, um, moving over to the coast, or just a big change in life, and when you leave a community that you've known so well or friends that you've known so well, sometimes it's hard to really believe that you're going to find something that rich or that special again or that, you know, you just kind of have that, am I really going to find that again? And so I began to see that, yes, you know, God is working and that you are going to be finding those, those friendships. And um, so we began falling in love with this community. And then nine to ten months into that first year uh, was when Cody actually announced that he was leaving. And that was the same month that we had our sweet little Nathan boy, who Nathan means gift, which was a cool gift to us in that season. Um, and then Cody announced that he was leaving, and I wasn't actually at church that day. And Chris came home, because my mom was in town, so I was like, you take the kids, and I'm just going to steal time with my mom. And uh, he came home, and he told me, and he was like, I knew that he thought it was him. You know, like, he was like, God's told me that it's me. And the second that he told me, it was really interesting, because 
I feel like sometimes I'm the kind of person that I don't realize maybe how much I love something in the moment until like later or like until it's gone or till I just, I don't know, like Joshua was born five weeks premature. And so I didn't get those like gushy mom, I'm like, am I supposed to feel this like gushy warm? Like what's going on? But then when we had to leave him in the NICU, because we had like our stay was up in the hospital, I just lost it. I was like, I was like, oh, I really do care about him. I love him. Because like, <laughs> I just was like, I'm not feeling this like, you know, and so I almost feel like it was that with the church. Like, when Cody announced that he was leaving and then Chris came home and he told me, my immediate response was like, it almost felt like super like huge compared to what it was, but it was just like, we can't let this thing die. And it was like, what do you mean? Like, you guys can't let, you know, but it was just such a strong thing. And in that moment, I realized how much my heart was really knitted into this community and how much this church meant to me and how much I loved Cody's teaching and how much I just loved everything that this church represented. And so um, immediately I was like, all right, we'll do it. Even though, like, three weeks prior, I was like, eh, we'll never be pastors. We'll never, whatever. Like, nah, like, not on a radar. But that just kind of was what stepped up. So the amazing thing with that is that, so Mother's Day, a year ago, we were standing up here with Cody, and he was announcing that Chris and I were going to be the next pastors of this church. And the fun thing for me with that is I love that God knows us so well that he even cares about little, little tiny things. Like, I love numbers. Like, I'm really, like, a nerd like that. I love when numbers add up and dates add up and everything kind of, like, aligns. And so for me, it was really special to think that I was, like, a year ago on Mother's Day, that happened. Or, like, two years ago was our first time here. And then a year ago was when we were actually standing up here and, you know, on that same day, that Mother's Day was kind of, like, a special gift for us. So that began a journey of us going, what does it mean to be a pastor? <laughs> what are we doing? Are we crazy? Um, and so thinking about that, like not only was that date super significant, but looking back, um, when I look at the last year and just what we've been learning and how we've been growing, last Mother's Day, like I had no idea that six days later I would lose my dad. And so for me, it was something that was so special to know that like my dad who had supported our missions my whole entire life. Like, when I would lead outreaches when I was, you know, like 19, 20, 21, like he would like pray and fast for us like the whole time we were gone. And like, he was just always so supportive. But my dad's like most passion, like his true, true, true deepest part of his heart was for the local church. That was where he always, like he, that was just his passion. So he supported us in everything we did. And so for me, it was really special to know that before that happened, he was able to know that our next journey was us actually stepping into the local church and I also just looking back and thinking, like, he had been the one that had said, hey, have you found a church yet? You know, sometimes I think we don't hear the little drops that God might be speaking to us in the midst of everything else, because we're like, ah, no, like, I'm not going to find God in a church. Like, that's not where he's going to meet me. And so I think sometimes as we just open our ears to hear, um, sometimes our answers are right in front of us. We just can't see it, or we just, we're not quite in tune with it. And so looking back, that's been a really special thing, especially for me to know. So our first year, last year, um, between then and this Mother's Day, was a time of us um, healing, um, you know, with my kidneys and finding out that I have kidney disease, and then also just grieving, you know, going to counseling and kind of walking through that greatest grief that I've, you know, had not known up till that point. And then also us saying goodbye to China. You know, we went to China over the summer just to check in on our team, and really, it was a really good time of God just kind of really sealing our heart. And really us knowing that we were like, we can't wait to get back to our Coastlands family. Like, that's where our heart 150% is now. Um, 
So that brings us to Mother's Day today, standing here, and um, I feel like God has just really been calling me out in so many different areas and asking me to um, find my voice again and to um, just speak and to step into this role, and it sounds silly sometimes, like I'm looking at like uh, Pamela and Victoria, and I'm like, well, I could be your daughter, but at the same time, I'm like, just as like, what does it mean to be like a mother of this church? And what does it mean for that, you know, and what do I want to bring? And so I want to share with you some of my heart for us as a community here on Mother's Day. And um, so a couple things I wanted to share. Let me see this. Um, so in the past, I think sometimes when we step into something new, we can often be like, what on earth are we doing? Like, have I lost my mind? Um, and so I want to share a scripture with you. Um, thanks, Cam. Um, This is a scripture that has been just a staple scripture in my entire life. (laughs) It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I think I've been reminded of that in stepping into this new role, that sometimes we can look down on ourselves or think, well, who am I to do this? But the reality is, if God's put something in your heart, he will equip you to do it. It doesn't mean that it's all going to make sense in the moment or that you're going to have all the answers right away, but he's going to give you the things that you need to walk forward. And then I felt like God was actually kind of calling me out because I was reading the scripture again and I was like, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And I was like, the reality is I don't really feel like anyone's looking down on me. So I was like, why am I like, like, why am I, what's going on here? And so I actually thought, I think the most dangerous time in life It's not when it says anyone look down on you, but when it's don't let yourself look down on you. Because how many times is it us that's telling ourselves, oh, you're too young for this. Oh, you're too old for this. Oh, actually, you're not quite experienced enough. Or maybe, you know what, you've messed up one too many times, so I don't really think that you should try that again. Or I actually don't think that maybe you have the integrity. You know, all these little lies that we tell ourselves. And so I want to read it again. So don't let anyone look down on you because you are blank. And I just wanted to challenge you just to take a moment and think about it. You know, for you, it might be something obvious, but sometimes it's just this quiet little thing that, you know, that slips into our mind that we count ourselves out when we shouldn't. And so whatever that is for you, I'll just let you you take a minute and think about that. But we're to set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And so I wanted to also just share, um, I think that's just been a really good reminder that what I want out of our community is I want us to be a place where we can be open and real with each other, which I feel like we already are. Like, that's why I feel like I was so drawn to this place is because it's just a place we can be real. Like, here's my good, my bad, my drama, my whatever you want to, you know, all this stuff. Because sometimes it's not just that easy to, like, stop the thoughts in your head. You know, sometimes it's not just as easy as being like, all right, I'm just going to fight this. But the reality is I want us to be a community where we can remind each other of the truth when we can't see it or when it's just a little bit too much and we're just like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like that lie or whatever it is is just so strong. And so that's my heart for us as a community. And I wanted just to... um, yeah, just to remind us not to count ourselves out um, as just, yeah, just thinking about um, if I could say anything, you know, like as a mom, just like the reality that like who you are is enough and God has dreams and plans and visions for you 
and to tap into those and to just own those, whatever they look like. Maybe it's to start, I don't know, like start a nursery or maybe it's to start a different kind of business or maybe it's, you know, to go overseas into missions or maybe it's to be pastors when you're like, what on earth does that even mean? Like, what are we doing? Like, are we crazy? Um, but the reality is when you know that you know in your heart that God's asked you to do something, he will equip you and he will give you the strength that you need to do it. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be messy or weird or make you be like, have we lost our minds? Are we crazy? You still have those moments. But you'll also have that deep setting joy and that confidence that comes from here, you know, that no one can take away. And so I also, I want to share a song with you over, that's meant just so much to me over the last little while and just ask you just to, you can just sing, I'm not going to sing, that would be horrible, you guys would be like, oh my gosh, do not ever do that, that's my sister, she's the singer. Um, but if you just want to like close your eyes and just listen, because I think sometimes I just, at first I was like, the song just kept coming up, but I was like, I don't really see how it fits. And then like last night, I mean, I see how it fits in my story. Um, And then last night, I was just listening to it again, but I was like, I really feel like God just wants to encourage a couple of you specifically. Um, I don't know what the circumstances are or how, where you're at. Maybe you're on the mountain or maybe you're just like in the trenches and you're just like, seriously, I feel so alone. I don't even know which way is up. And this is just like ridiculous right now. Um, But I just want us to take a moment and listen to this song and just think about God's faithfulness. And then I'll come up and share a few more things. So yeah, Han's going to play it for us. Standing on this mountain top, looking just how far we've come, knowing that for every step you were with us, kneeling on this battleground, seeing just how much you've done, knowing every victory was your power in us. Scars and struggles on the way, but with joy our hearts can say, yes our hearts can say. Joy our hearts can 
even in those moments where we can't see it or feel it. And I just thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for this community. I thank you for a place where we can be real and do life together um, and encourage one another and we can meet with you. Yeah, will you continue to just, um, just to knit our hearts together? Because there are so many people that don't know that you're for them and they don't know that you're with them. And they don't know where they can turn or who they can look to. And so I ask that you would continue to remind us to share that same, just that same tenderness that you offer to us, that we would share that with those in this church and with others that are in our lives and our community.